Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Welcome back to my two-part series on millennials, how to get the most out of your super. So if you haven't listened to part one, please do so. Now, I'll briefly go through some of the types of fees that are in the, there's pretty much nine sort of areas of fees in superannuation funds. So you've got administration fees and they cover the cost of operating the fund. Um, and they can range depending on the superannuation provider from point something of a percent to you know one or more percent from there. You also get investment fees, and these for the investment manager of your fund. And so the the superannuation fund gets paid to administer your superannuation. Then a fund manager gets paid to do the asset allocation and the investing for you. So that's what investment fees are, and they again can be point something of a percent to over one percent. So they're adding into it. So then you've also got indirect costs, which are basically fees paid by the fund to different providers for software data, you know, insurances, you know, all sorts of different things. You know, it could be. You know, um, yeah, just things to administer everything else. You also got advice fees that can be applicable now. Now, obviously, you see the ads, you know, compare the pair and industry funds, etc., and so they don't pay commissions. Um, and generally, that's what an industry fund is. Generally, you don't pay commissions to advisors, but some fa- some funds will pay um, personal or financial planners a fee for introducing you to into the fund and they may or may not receive ongoing fees and or commissions and everything else. But so you really need to read the product statement, disclosure statement about that. And if you are using an advisor, they'll give you a statement of advice which will have exactly what they're getting paid on it and how they're getting paid. But don't just assume because there's an industry fund that, hey, there's no commissions, that's correct. But there could be fees other outside of that that you may or may not be aware of. There are also things such as switching fees for if you switch between different options within a fund from like say balance to growth or high growth or whatever different uh, investment um, allocation that you might like for yourself, you give things. There's also another interesting one where they make money and this is one that I always thought was really, really interesting is the difference between the buy-sell spread. So in a, in, a, in a super fund you're actually buying units and you're selling units so every time you make um, a contribution, you'll get extra units at whatever the current unit price is. But if you want to withdraw or you um, transfer or you close out and switch to somebody else, there'll be a sell price for those units. And that buy and sell spread, they won't be the same. So the interesting thing is, you know, if the unit's a dollar, you know, when you're investing in you know, it and today, and if you want to take it out today, why shouldn't it be a dollar? But it's not. They actually put a spread between the two, and it might be only one or two cents or three cents. But again, that's a fee because you're not when you put in a dollar, you don't get a dollar back out of it, and that's at the same time because they're getting that spread into it. There's also insurance premiums that may or may not come out of your super fund because there's a lot of funds that do have a default insurance option in there. So you um, you can usually choose to lower or increase the level of the cover based on your needs, and again, the premium will come out of your superannuation fund. Uh, people with self-managed super funds, it's interesting. The statistics on that, I think, uh, with self-managed super funds, only about 20 or 30% of people actually have insurance or get their self-managed super fund pay for their insurance. So it's a really, if you do have a self-managed super fund, if you don't have insurance on it, you do need to see an advisor to get insurance on it because that's yeah, the super fund will pay for it. 
um, and it's life insurance and about to protect you. So it's a really important thing you need to do. Um, if you do leave the fund, there could be exit fees for leaving the fund. And if you do other things within the super fund, you know, um, you know, like if you, you um, have a, uh, a marriage breakup, that sort of stuff, there could be things in there, other fees in there. But it really is important that you check uh, your annual statement from the super fund to see what fees you're actually paying, uh, if you're paying advisor fees, what's all in there, and have a really good read of it. Don't just do the default to people, just shove it under the, you know, on the desk or somewhere else and then forget about it. And uh, you really do need to be looking at these sorts of things because really if you're paying, if you're not getting the returns and you're paying more in fees, that 3% can really, really, really make a difference over the lifetime of your super fund. And as I said, for millennials, it's really critical that you get onto this really now because if you just put a, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, into a super fund extra a year for the next 40 years, on the surface, it's $40,000 over 40 years. But the compounding effect of that will be enormous to you when you go to retire. And really, you need to be proactive. So before setting up your superannuation, make sure you fully read the product disclosure statement and understand what you're getting into and ask questions and go to an advisor if you need to. But don't be afraid to pay them a fee to get you better advice because the fee could be returned in better advice than you just taking the cheapest fund and find out in 15 years' time you've been paying too much in fees and not getting the returns you want. So if you're not happy or unsure about any fee you're paying, contact the super fund and have a chat to them and consider you know, how you can stop having these fees being deducted or even consider changing the funds. Now, for millennials, it really is important, and I can't stress this enough, to effectively manage your superannuation from a young age, and the earlier you do it, the better. Don't do what mum and dad did. And book. You know, most mums and dads, with all due respect, just signed up for the super fund and forgot about it. Didn't care, didn't contribute more to it, didn't do what they needed to do, and didn't really invest outside of it. And part of that is the government's fault because they said, hey, you know, we'll look after you in your retirement, you know, and those people who are retiring now thought that, you know, the government will look after you, but it's not there. Pensions are only a last resort yeah, in terms of you've just run out of money pretty much and that's that's when pensions were introduced it was about if people live to the average age of 65 the pension would kick in at 70 so that's why the retirement age is moving out because it is a last resort for those people that have run out of money it's not a default so and it's going to get worse millennials and i'm sorry that's not maybe what, what you want to hear but it will happen like that but if you take the time to understand superannuation now, invest in the right fund to you, understand the fees you're paying, the returns you could be getting, the rewards will be there in retirement and you will have more money in your superannuation, which means you're going to have more choice and more flexibility than those who don't. And when and you also have more choice about when and how you retire and what lifestyle you're going to have. Now, more than this, you can gain the freedom and peace of mind knowing that along the way, you are creating your comfortable retirement. So it really does make sense just to start setting yourself up now at this young age so you gain the financial freedom in the future. Now, yeah, they're going to be a very little pain now. So I'm not saying there's not going to be pain because you're going to be putting a little bit extra in your super and you're doing little things now, a little bit of time, but that little bit of pain now is going to be a lot better than a world of stress and pain that's going to happen to you in retirement if you don't start planning now. So hopefully you've enjoyed this little podcast on uh, superannuation for millennials. And uh, if you're a mum or a dad and you've got somebody starting work or not long into work, 
maybe you get them to have a listen to this podcast too. So just whack it onto Facebook and send around to all the young people you know because the quicker we can help these people to not do what a lot of the baby boomers have done and get them on the right track, the better Australia will be and then we really will be that lucky country. So you've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Good luck, take care and great trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.